Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition. Tonight's guest is none other than Joseph Mabry of Capstan. As most of you probably know, Capstan had an unbelievably great release earlier this year called In the Wake of Our Discord on Adventure Cat Records. It's definitely a favorite of mine, as well as Ian Hates music. We'll definitely get into all of that in the conversation with Joe. So without further ado, let's start with a single off in the wake of our Discord. Here's The Wreath and The Follower. Enjoy, and I'll see you in a bit. You belong in Austin. It's where your heart's always been. You said I never paid attention, but I was listening. Every word still resonates Your sense of fear, your sins and faith And all you wish you could embrace Were we a step or an escape? Well, maybe I was wrong But maybe you were too It's just a self-destructive system That we both fell into Symbiotic in nature Nothingness to give Blind eyes see no perspective Left yourself in Portland Oh everyone and welcome back to Ian Hates Conversations Music Edition. I am very excited tonight because my special guest is Joe Mabry of the band Capstan. Joe, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? 
Not too bad. Not too bad. And now this is going to sound like small talk, but I wanted to know, are you in Florida right now? Yep, sure I am. Enjoying the nice uh, mid-50s weather. Uh, I'm not freezing. <laughs> that is exactly where I wanted to get to, because where I am right now in Boston, it is cold as fuck. <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? Probably in the, I, I'd imagine, at least the 20s, right? Yeah, even lower now. I think it's in the low teens, if I'm not mistaken, and it just kills me. It does. Yeah, I can't handle that shit. I, I'm Florida boy, born and raised, and <laughs> I just, I can't handle the cold too well. No, it makes total sense. And actually, that is something that I wanted to seg into anyways in a little bit. Might as well do it right now. So you are the only member of Capstan that is actually from Florida, correct? Yeah, that's true. Um, Everyone else is all tied to the Midwest, either grew up and lived there their whole lives or close to it. Um, Scott, our drummer, is the next closest thing to a native Floridian because he's been down here since he was about 15. Ah, okay. uh, but that's about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one who uh, lived in the swamp my whole life. So, <laughs> Now, did you always live in Orlando or is that where you're located now? Uh, yeah, I actually grew up in uh, Daytona Beach, okay. a real shitty, nasty town. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, happily been relocated to Orlando for um, several years, like going on eight years maybe. So, Oh, very nice. I have only been to Orlando twice in my life. And I enjoyed it while I was there, but it does seem like a really weird dynamic. What's the music scene like there? Um, it's okay. I mean, honestly, um, for things like pop punk and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of more the scene we're in, yeah. um, we're not exactly in like the metal or hardcore scene. Like it, it's actually got a pretty decent local scene, pretty vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, venues and stuff. Uh, there's actually a decent, you know, uh, uh, amount of venues to choose from. Some good places. Um, so I, I honestly can't complain too much about the scene here in Orlando. Um, if like where I grew up in Daytona, however, yeah. it's like the complete opposite. There's it's just a beach bum town, and there's no <laughs> one there playing music. So it does sound like you did not like it there that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. I don't know. Um, or, Orlando's just got pretty much everything. I mean, uh, other than the beach, I right. guess that's the one good part about it. So <laughs> well now. On your, you know, quote unquote free time, do you get to check out local bands? Do you get to check out bands that come through Orlando? Um, usually being so busy, I don't get a chance to go to too many local shows, I'll right. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, occasionally, um, you know, uh, obviously bands that, you know, we're all like friends with, like I, I'm always, you know, I try to keep up with all my friends' bands and everything in the local scene. Like we're, we're friends with most of everybody. We try to be, you know. Right really uh outgoing and you know just hang out with everyone when it comes to local shows and stuff like that so no that makes total sense and obviously you were very busy not only did you have your brand new ep come out which by the way we talked about on the show we absolutely love it thank you so much yeah it's in the wake of our discord and man i am so excited to talk to you about it, but I'm going to hold off on that right now. Because I brought up, you know, touring and, you know, going to see local bands, you are going out on tour starting in February, going into March. You're going out with Idola, right? Yep, that's correct. Uh, going out with Idola. I'm really excited about that. Um, it's going to be a full U.S. tour uh, going on nearly a month yep. uh, in, in length. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big one. Um, it's exciting. Uh, I'm <laughs> only a little worried about snow. Right. right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, coming up soon. So, Well, you have to be 
more than slightly worried because you are going into Canada as well. Yeah, and that that's the first time I'll ever be uh, leaving the country. Oh, so, really? Uh, okay. But, yeah, I uh, Canada in February. When I told my mom <laughs> that, she was like, that sounds a little crazy. I'm like, uh, I don't know. There could be like two feet of snow on the ground. I'm not sure. No, absolutely. Maybe even more. Yeah, fingers crossed there. So, <laughs> so is it something where because you've lived in Florida, you know, all your life, do you actually like the idea of snow or does it really terrify you? Well, I mean, I've I've spent some time in it now like cuz we've done some tours and right. like seen all kinds of snow up in, you know, the northern areas. Uh, last year we were on a tour and I think there was probably close to two feet in okay. Michigan when we were there. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty used to it now, but still it's just like, uh, I get worried about, uh, driving on the roads and ice and stuff like that, you know? So, right. All right. Now, how are you guys going to get around for that tour? Um, so you, we've got our, uh, trusty 1993 club wagon. Woo! <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott and I are kind of like the mechanics for the band we keep her running because, uh, you know, uh, any vehicle that old will have some problems. Yep. But uh, overall, <laughs> she's uh, she's gotten us through five, six tours. Yeah, six Very tours nice. now. So, uh, you know, she's holding out strong. So uh, just fingers crossed we don't have to fix anything else on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> has there been anything major? Yeah, actually, we, we had um, the transmission rebuilt uh, shortly after we got it. So that was a pain. But yeah. um, other than that, everything else, Scott and I f- have like fixed ourselves. Like uh, we swapped a alternator, uh, ECU computer, um, water pump, just more or less kind of basic things that, yeah. um, you can, you can do on the road if you <laughs> have to, it sucks, but you can do it, you know? So, Oh, not too bad at all. So with this upcoming tour with Idola, what do you look forward to the most about getting out on the road? Um, well, first, I'm super excited to be playing new songs that we yeah. haven't played for anyone before mm-hmm. off of In the Wake of Our Discord. Nice. Um, I'm really excited to tour with Idola. I think their music is awesome. I think it's going to be a really good time. Um, and also, you know, um, I think we're, we're hitting a few, a couple, one or two new cities we haven't been to. So that's always exciting, even though it's still almost just as exciting to go back to cities you've been to before because, uh, right. you know, just playing shows every night. It's uh, it's just a great feeling, you know. It's it's why you do it. So right. Is there any specific city you know you're really looking forward to? Any like food stop place? Um. So I guess one of the big ones is even though it's it's fast food is like anywhere where you can get raisin canes. Like that's ah, like a big one for us. Yeah, we sure. love that. Very nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't know. There's a there's a good uh small place where we get gyros like mm-hmm. uh near uh in indiana so oh, okay. those were delicious last time very nice well let me for next tour at least tempt you to come up to boston by saying that we too have a raising canes now oh do you nice and, and it's right <laughs> next it's right next to paradise yeah paradise rock club you can go ahead and you can eat and play there too nice yeah we we made it up to massachusetts one time on our first tour and we played in I want to say the town was called, I want to say Springfield, but that just doesn't sound right. But Worcester, um, maybe? I, yeah, I can't remember the name. It was a small little town, but we haven't made it to Boston, so right. I, I would love to get up there you know, and play. No, that was, I was excited to see the tour announcement because I also like, a, I also like Idola as well. But yeah, when I saw there was no Boston, I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know why we we still haven't done it. I think it's just usually because like the routing's so much easier to kind of not go so far up over there. I True. don't know, I, but yeah, hopefully one day soon we'll be hitting the city. So no, that would be really really amazing because you are one of those bands that I have not had a chance to see yet. So I'm very much looking forward to that, and especially you know I've been a fan for a while, so this new EP is so amazing. Can you take me through a little bit of that transition between, you know, the last EP to this one? Um, yeah. So, uh, at this point, like, uh, I mean, within the wake of our discord, um, I write probably 90, 95% of the music, like the riffs, wow. everything. And, um, with cultural divide, it was similar to maybe mm-hmm. not quite as much. Okay. Um, but, uh, we all, um, at first, we weren't quite sure the direction we wanted to go, and Cultural Divide was very much an experiment mm-hmm. for us, and um, we were really happy with the way it turned out with, like, um, mixing genres and things like that and just right. trying to be a little more eclectic, mm-hmm. and um, so we kind of wanted to expand on that for In the Wake of Our Discord, and um, we feel like, you know, it's just like everything cultural divide was but just trying to expand on it all a little bit more so the ultimate goal was to make it a little softer yet a little heavier at the same time and just try to you know show all of our different influences as a band because right. as a whole i feel like i are just our musical influences are all over the place when mm-hmm. it comes to all of the members of the band and uh, even though i write most of the music um there's still so much that like every member puts in, in the writing process when it comes to vocals, when it comes to, you know, just everything else. Uh, Scott writes a lot of the rhythms with me too. So like, oh, okay. um, yeah, you know, being the drummer, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so, <right. laughs> um, but yeah, so we just, we just really wanted to make a, a record that, you know, and we hope to do this more in the future too, that just is kind of uh, showcases all of the things that we love in music, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned it before, putting the genres together. It's very hard for me to compare you to another band. I mean, you go through seasonal depression to cultural divide to now in the wake of our discord, and you can definitely see that change. I would say for sure seasonal depression was a lot more on that pop punk side. And then, yeah, yeah, you've made that change into what you want to be, which is this great amalgamation of a lot of different genres put together. I know a lot of times people might say, you know, Capstan's very progressive post-hardcore, but there's a lot more that goes into your music for sure. Yeah, we we, we, we draw on a lot of different types of music. Like it, it is true we have deep roots in, in pop punk and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, there's, like I said, we're just all over the place when it comes to our influences. So. For sure. Now, I'm not even saying that there's not any pop punk influence in all of your music that you're doing, but kind of trending in putting all those influences together to get in the wake of our discord. How did that transition come about? Was it just saying like, hey, we don't really completely want to sound like that all the time and let's really put this stuff together? Like how that come about? Did you have a discussion or did it come naturally? Um. I think it was just kind of a natural progression. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so even in like, you know, seasonal depression, which 
that was right around the time I joined the band, which right. shortly before that was released. I was like, I came in on the end of the recording process of that record. And I, um, I always liked, you know, um, you know, how Harry did the guitars before I came in. And, and I thought there was like a lot of potential there and, and they wanted to be, you know, technical too, in a way. And I feel like, um, you know, as I came in and kind of just helped guide that because I come from a more technical background in music and then everyone was so happy in the process that I just, um, as I kept kind of writing riffs and songs to bring to the table, mm-hmm. everyone just was like, oh, well, I love this. We've got to use this. And, and then, yeah, and then it just kind of became a writing fest. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, next thing you know, we're in the studio. <laughs> right. So you mentioned writing so much for in the wake of our discord how does the band get together to write do you guys do it all together are you writing riffs and then the lyrics come are you writing riffs based on lyrics how are you normally working that well okay so um harry the other guitarist being a an audio engineer and recording um we demo out everything so okay so first i i actually um I write a lot of my stuff using like Guitar Pro, like tablature editor oh, uh, sure. software mm-hmm. on the computer. And, um, you know, I'll come up with something, uh, send my idea to Scott. He'll usually, you know, program MIDI drums over it okay. for like what he's going to do. And then we'll go to Harry, record a demo with guitars, and then everybody will sit around and like the vocal production process is like one of the things that we try to take the most time on. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, I've recorded all, all of our demos and then you know, spend a couple of weeks just pre-production, like trying to get all, all the vocals, like how we want them before we go to the studio. All right. That yeah. Makes so sense. Yeah. Our, our writing process, it might be considered a bit less organic than, you know, some other similar bands in our genre. But I feel like with the more technical music, the more technical music becomes, mm-hmm. the less organic it kind of is to write. Sure. So, um, yeah, we're kind of in between on that there. When you're doing that writing, and even if you consider it a little bit less organic, does that mean that you literally are sitting down with the guitar and saying, or with the tablature, and saying, this is how I want it to sound like? Or do you get those like hits of inspiration where you go, oh, no, I really want to try this type of thing? Definitely a bit of both, I would say. Okay. Um, and there are also like um, a few parts where... like so. Uh, a good example of this is like on the song, uh, the wreath and the follower, mm-hmm. um, Harry came to me with that, like the, the beginning riff idea. And then, uh, I took it and I was like, you know, we started it out and I was like, well, how can we make this a little bit different? Like going into the end. And then we added this whole like techie type part and just right. kind of tried to make it our own thing. And I think it, it came out pretty cool. So yeah, no, it definitely did. And you also chose to do a music video for that and to put it out as a single. How did you choose to do that? Or why did you choose to do that? Um, I guess we felt like uh, that is kind of... So Capstan has always and will always be a band that, you know, we, we like to write ballads too, mm-hmm. you know? like I, And uh, that's like kind of like a staple in, in our sound, like just really an emotional... Uh, level type song like you know just yeah I, that's one of the things that we're always going to continue to do sure. and so we just felt like that that was you know it, it really embodied you know a, a core part of capstan right and you talk 
not only what you just said about writing ballads, you also talked about you know deciding on being you know softer and heavier and kind of mixing those together before. And that brings up to me Dissension, which is the opening track of the EP. And that starts out with some really beautiful piano work into clean vocals. What an interesting way to start this EP. How do you guys decide on doing something like that? Um, well, I, <laughs> we always just have liked piano. Yeah. So <laughs> but we actually wanted a piano part on Cultural Divide and we never got around to like fitting it into the EP. So uh. we were like, we want to do a, a song with piano or like we want to open it with piano. Mm-hmm. And um, what it is actually, um, there's a, a bit of a musical Easter egg in that in track is like, um, it hints to the death of an illusion because it's kind of supposed to be a continuation. So ah, okay. um, it's in a different key, but the third part of the song where the piano starts to kind of arpeggiate is actually the part from death of an illusion, the guitar on oh, the piano. So very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that we thought, you know, we want to just kind of continue a flow yeah, and kind of connect these two records. So, and it's the same thing with like the lyric because referencing the whole mother father thing so they kind of yeah connect. that's great wow i didn't even pick up on that one very nice yeah it's kind of like it's a subtlety but it's, it's there <laughs> yeah and now i mean i gotta ask but maybe there's not even any connection with this one but you also have a piano piece at the end of heartstrong as well oh yeah uh-huh that was just kind of a uh honestly for that one the song heartstrong was just we liked the song. We liked how it was, but we're mm-hmm. like, this is really short. So it could use like, <laughs> you know, kind of like a nice instrumental interlude to kind of connect the intensity and fastness of that song right. into, you know, kind of slow it down into the recent follower. So, ah, okay. Yeah. So we we're just kind of looking to bridge that gap a little bit. Oh, very nice. And yeah, it turns out really, really well, obviously. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I, I was really happy with it, too. Like, it was really fun to record, too. And Scott got to put his, uh, he really likes to do the the chimes, <laughs> his auxiliary <laughs> percussion. It's kind of a joke we have. Gotcha. Well, let me also ask this, and I hope that this isn't, you know, way too cliche, because I don't tend to ask bands about, you know, what their name means. But what I want to ask is, you talk about, you know, wanting to link things together and you definitely have the pelican in all the artwork. What's the tie-in for that? Is that just like the motto for the band? How does that work? So with the pelican, there's actually kind of uh, a little bit more of an in-depth explanation for this, and I'm going to apologize already because I... (laughs) I don't have this down as well as like Boz is really good with this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, there's like, um, they kind of started it with um, like seasonal depression and, right. and there's a, I, I wish I had the detailed explanation on this. I'm sorry. It's all right. Well, that actually does bring up a question that, you know, I only get to ask certain people because you came into the band a little bit later than when, you know, there was a first recording what was it like for you to fit in with everybody and how the process work where they found you in the first place? Um, well, that was all kind of serendipitous. I, I happened to meet Harry because I was in a band for fun, like doing vocals in, in a pop punk band, like just, just purely a fun project, not like anything serious. And sure. actually, uh, 
and Harry and Scott and Anthony all lived together at the time. And I, I actually moved in with them at the house and they were doing capstan at that time. And they kind of, you know, we realized that, uh, we have a lot of similar influences and similar ideas and tastes in music. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, we started just jamming, playing guitar one day, you know, um, and then, uh, it, it kind of just all fell together because, uh, the old guitarist had left and, uh, originally Boz was playing guitar and then I was playing bass and then ah. we switched. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but, uh, I met them in the most random way, kind of, uh, so it all kind of just worked out, yeah. um, <laughs> which is usually uh, not the case, but at the same time, yeah. we're all kind of a lot older than I think most bands are at, at least, you know, where we are right now, ah, I feel okay. like, um, so yeah, that totally, that totally worked. Well, what was it like taking a step back from vocals to focus on bass and then guitar? Well, see, I, like I said, for me, when I was doing vocals, it was just a purely a fun thing. Right. I'm not a singer. I've, I've, uh, I've played guitar since I was about 14, 15. And that's actually, I went to school for music uh, in college. Oh, and, nice. uh, so that's like, you know, that's my instrument. That's mm -hmm. what I love. Right. But, um, I also, I do love singing. So I was doing that at the time, but, um, yeah, the reason I started playing bass was because, um, Boz, uh, who was originally playing rhythm guitar at that time, mm -hmm. he had moved down to Florida from uh, Michigan where he lived sure. um, to join Capstan, you know, like shortly before I had kind of started to, you know, develop my relationship with everyone in the band as well. So he had, you know, moved all his, his life a thousand miles away to, to play guitar in a band because that's what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But he was originally a bassist as well. So after, you know, kind of messing with it playing everybody just kind of agreed that you know everybody should play what instrument they're best at and boz is much better at bass than i am and <laughs> vice versa so right that's kind of how it all worked out oh very nice yeah not bad at all so you started with guitar around 14 15 what made you want to pick up a guitar in the first place and then you are doing some really technical work how did you learn so quickly to be able to do that? Like how much do you practice normally? Um, most of my teenage years were, I mean, I was a shut in. I, I practiced <laughs> for hours on end just sure. every day. I, I logged a lot of hours, but, um, yeah, originally it was, uh, I grew up as a kind of like a metal kid. Like that's what I mean. I kind of some post hardcore too, but like, sure bands like when i was 15 that i really loved were like the black dahlia murder and ah, stuff like that and like yeah. I, you know i heard these like kind of riffy guitar riffs like kind of shreddy and just like really wanted to be able to do that and mm -hmm. like then i discovered more bands like dream theater and then between the buried and me when right. i was like 17 and then once i heard that i'm just like man like, <laughs> i just gotta <laughs> i've gotta learn how i just want to understand like what i'm hearing mm -hmm. and like want to learn how it all works and how to play it and so it kind of just became an obsession until i was like good enough to be able to to play what i've loved you know yeah did you do self-taught did you actually have an instructor no i was actually um like i said i did major in it in college but uh up until then i was completely self-taught um Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, you know, I had to break some bad habits at some <laughs> sure. points because, you know, I was pretty ingrained in 
certain you know things that you shouldn't do with picking and etc but right. um other than that i you know i uh, i did teach myself most most of what i know so i um i'm pretty proud of that i uh yeah you know put a lot of work in so very nice yeah and obviously you can tell in the, in the actual music so <laughs> no that's that's great you know i actually don't get to ask a lot of bands this because a lot don't actually go to school at least ones that i've talked to don't go to school for guitar so what is it actually like going to school full-time for that? Well, so I, I actually didn't major in uh, performance, okay. actually, but uh, the compositional side of things. So ah, like, I, right. when, when I started taking music theory classes in college, I got super into it, um, the whole counterpoint, part writing, all, all that stuff. And, yeah. Um, so I, I just uh, I got really into that. And so, um, yeah, I, I even though, I mean, you still have to be very proficient at your instrument, which mm-hmm. was still guitar for me. Um, I wasn't on like the jazz side of things or anything like that. I, but I, a lot of what I learned in there, especially about classical and, you know, harmony is uh, I, I apply a lot of it to our music right? or at least more of it now. And, um, you know, I hope to do more in the future as well to, you know, kind of, the the other thing you know we try to do is we just want to keep it in our own style right but yet push musical boundaries at the same time you know mm-hmm. and to find a balance between that so yeah and i think you definitely do because a lot of the kind of technical stuff that you're doing in the new ep you might not hear that in what people might call you know the typical genre that they're listening to. I mean, that's a lot in, you know, math core and a few other, you know, the different cores and everything. But it sounds right. The way that you guys are balancing everything, it sounds right. Cool. I'm glad you think so. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, what if I had said, you know what, it just really doesn't sound right. It sounds wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, what a weird turn that would have been. <laughs> It's it's been really really great listening through the EP. So my question to you then is, when you had mentioned before about you know getting together and how you record everything, obviously the lyrical content is very important in what you do. You had mentioned getting you know everyone together and you're kind of going through things. Does that mean that everyone has a part of writing the lyrics or at least writing the story of what it's going to be about? No, actually, um, all the lyrics are written by um, Harry and Boz, okay. um, our other guitarist and bassist. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they, they write uh, close to 50-50 between the two of them. Oh, wow. But uh, okay. where everything comes in for everyone else in the band is vocal melodies, uh, the, the rhythms of it, uh, basically, you know, phrasing, placement, and uh, presentation, right. as well as um, Harry and Boz. I, I personally think are great lyricists, but mm-hmm. at times their grammar can be pretty bad. <laughs> so Scott and I, being the more analytical ones, kind of tend to help guide grammar in a <laughs> in a better direction, at least. Sure. So um, yeah, that's kind of how we all participate when it comes to that. And then of course Anthony is you know the guy who's got to take everything that four other people are telling him to do and kind of mm-hmm. just make us all happy at once. And he does a good job of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely tell that for sure. Now, that's a really interesting process 
Yeah, I like I said before, I think uh I think it's a bit different from yeah. how honestly most bands do anything, but it, it kinda has worked for us and right. we're pretty happy with it at this point. So Yeah, when you go through the lyrics of what you guys are writing, it's definitely, definitely not generic. So whatever you're doing, it's working very well. So, you know, if that means it's, you know, off the board and, you know, not normal, then I think it's working out very well. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So can you tell me, without giving everything away, you know, with everything new, you know, when I read through the lyrics, when I listen, it seems like this EP is taking a rather bleak look at the world around us right now. And maybe I'm getting too philosophical about it. But how did you go into that writing process? How did everyone go into that writing process? What were you trying to convey message wise? Well, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, in a way, a lot of it is really bleak and, uh, you know, not to get, we're not a political band or anything like that or, you know, but we do feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that, I don't know, kind of piss us off with the way the world is and, and, you know, we feel like a lot of shit is kind of fucked up and not how it should be and, you know, we feel like, you know, when we're writing music and we're writing lyrics, you know, that we want it to be about something important, something mm-hmm. that matters to us, you know. So right. it, I guess, uh, yeah, you know, we, we we talk about a bit like, you know, um, basically consumerism and, mm-hmm. you know, how people are kind of all kind of got their heads up their asses right. and, <laughs> you know, nobody really cares about what's important and, you know, everybody's kind of lost and misguided mm-hmm. in a way and like you know, we're not going to sit here and say that we're any better but sure, you know sure. it's just like <laughs> things could be better or should be i don't know right. and then you get into semantics but <laughs> <laughs> well you mentioned not being political and that's not necessarily what i heard you know throughout i'm sure people can definitely you know piece things together or apply i mean that's what makes writing lyrics so great sometimes is that you can apply lyrics to a lot of different situations. But this was the first time I've ever read and heard lyrics where the middle class is mentioned. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Uh, Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I, I, you know, it's a, yeah. Income inequality is, you know, that's like a big thing. Like, you know, I, everybody kind (laughs) of, Right, it, it gets poorer and poorer in our country, and and uh, you know they they talk about, you know I I, I think I, I heard an NPR bit, um, maybe a couple months back talking about um, the distribution of wealth, like mm-hmm. with uh, basically ninety nine percent of all the wealth in the world is down to a list of like under a hundred people. Right. So like you know it's I don't know, and it's it's not just that either, but it's just like you know um, things like compassion and you know generally really caring about everything and not just being consumed by you know <laughs> <laughs> not to drop on my own song title but <laughs> um you know uh, just all the bullshit out there just like you know mindless entertainment and and just kind of stifling you know really the for lack of a better less cliche term the human spirit you know it's like yeah no absolutely no i appreciate you going into that a little bit more because i think people can hear it 
you know, for sure. But it's always good to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes for sure. Yeah. So with this message that you're getting out there and we, you know, we talked about, you know, the tour coming up and everything. Is there something on in the wake of our discord that you're really looking forward to playing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the track Zero Sum Game yeah. is one of my favorites to play personally. Um, I know uh, roughly half the band would agree with me on that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that one's uh, really fun. Uh, I don't have to concentrate too hard like some <laughs> other songs that are just like I'm sweating the whole time. I'm just staring at my guitar. Sure. You know, I can't move around because uh, <laughs> I'm trying to play. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that's a jammer. Um, for sure. And then uh, also the other one uh, is uh, Precariat, like the opener track. Um, that That's really fun to play as well. So I love jamming that. That has a great like lead up to that first bit of unclean vocals, that first real scream. Yeah, we were we were really trying to go for that like big dynamic drop, you know, like we, we wanted to almost like if you were it's the first time you're hearing it to kind of just make you jump a right. little bit almost, you know. Yeah, I can imagine a perfect wall of death. <laughs> exact moment. <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, really having to concentrate on your guitar sometimes when you're playing live. Is that one of the reasons why you don't do any backing vocals is because you really do have to concentrate on a lot of tracks? For a lot of the time, yeah. Um, on In the wake of our Discord, there are just a couple spots that I do. Um, I do some... Uh, just like here there are a couple uh screams mm -hmm. um in the back to back up anthony and there are just like a couple little harmony parts that i do with anthony and boz like a, a three-part harmony but oh, uh, nice. that's all <laughs> most of that is when i can because i'm not playing anything difficult or i'm not playing at all so right. like <laughs> yeah i definitely we pick and choose whatever parts i try to do i've always been bad at playing and singing and uh Boz is, Boz is really good at it, so I still don't know how he does it so well. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense as well. So I've always wanted to kind of understand that a little bit because I play the most mediocre guitar possible. I never got far. <laughs> I kind of focused more on vocals and did that for a while. But it's always interesting to see someone who's really focusing and really pulling off that technical work while playing guitar on stage. How did you train yourself to be able to do that correctly? And how did you train yourself to really remember, you know, every track that you're doing? Yeah, that is the hard part, honestly, uh, especially when as you start writing more technical music and putting more parts and just smaller, you know, little more intricate sections. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, honestly, <laughs> the only way to do it for me, at least through all the years that I've played and it's just muscle memory. So like ah. all, all you can do is just literally sit there and practice all the tracks over and over hours on end <laughs> until you know them so well that even if you think you're going to mess up, you still land in the part because your body's just going like that's ah, the only sure. way I've been able to do it. When you guys are deciding on, you know, all the different songs and everything that you're playing live, are there some that you have to say, okay, well, we probably can't pull this one off live. Or is it more just, hey, we can do this all. Let's do a democratic vote for what tracks we're going to be playing. Um, yeah, we we kind of 
it's actually always been really easy making our set list because oh, we've all kind of agree on what songs like we think people want to hear or mm-hmm. don't. So like for this set list coming up, I, I think we've got it down pretty well. Um, and it obviously it does get easier as you have more songs in your repertoire right? because you do kind of know which ones people want to hear. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, but as to what you said before, there's not a song yet, <laughs> I will say yet, that we can't pull off live. But I'll tell you the one for me that is the sweat fest is just Elysian Fields. But uh, just that one part in the beginning is that's the most I've ever pushed myself. On oh, guitar. wow. OK. So, yeah. But uh, other than that, no, not not yet. <laughs> OK. And I mean, since that is another single from the EP, I'm assuming you're playing that live as well. Yes, we are. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, <laughs> we are playing. <laughs> People should just bring towels to your whole thing and help yeah. you out. Okay, I gotta get my sweatbands on for that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, I have been jumping around like crazy because I have tons of stuff to talk to you about. I did want to ask you, and this is a little bit off course from what we were just talking about, but for the EP, for In the Wake of Our Discord, you just released that through Adventure Cat as well, and you recently signed with them. What was your reasoning behind that? How did you decide that Adventure Cat was for you guys? Um, well, when we were approached by uh, Michael Kaminsky, who uh, he manages other bands as well, but he, he has this, this is kind of like a startup label for yeah. like smaller bands. Um, you know, he, he was super nice, super helpful. Uh, gave us like you know a good deal to work with like to to really help us out with mm-hmm. like putting out this record and and you know getting it out there so right. um you know it kind of was just serendipitous we we weren't i mean we had talked a little bit to you know a couple people some labels but nothing too crazy at that time and okay. so you know um it really worked out for us and you know he he helped us you know fund the record and uh and get it out here so um yeah, uh, he originally, I think, uh, approached us about uh, maybe potentially managing us, but we oh. had already had a manager through our, our, you know, our manager, Andrew Cram. Right. So um, <clears throat> he still wanted to work with us. And, you know, so that's why he, you know, kind of approached us about the whole label thing. So. so, and this is coming from someone that, you know, I've had people on the show that are, you know, they do the behind the scenes of the music business a little bit. But for you guys, were you specifically looking for a label? Did you show people, like when you had those initial talks, did you go in with cultural divide and say, and we're working on this? Or did you have things already from in the wake of our Discord that you were kind of shopping around? Or did you have the ability, if you wanted to, to just go independent? Yeah, um, we had, okay, so cultural divide, we you know paid for out of pocket by mm-hmm. ourselves, self-funded right. that record. And um it it was definitely difficult and you know um we we were trying not to have to do that again if possible right but we also felt like you know we also kind of felt like though we had taken a step up with cultural divide that maybe you know it would still take another really good ep to kind of get to where we maybe want with like record deals and um so you know honestly i don't think anything could have worked out better with the way it did with adventure cat you know right. um it, it kind of was perfect for our situation i think at least from what i've seen you know the online chatter you know 
We did a review, obviously, for it. It seems like in the wake of our Discord is doing very well, especially with people you know who love this style of music. With that kind of success and going out on tour this year, are you looking to do your first real full length coming up soon? Yeah, and uh, we can't exactly say when it'll be right. or when we'll be in the studio. We 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 still don't know exactly yet, but I can tell you that um, you know, with our writing process being so jacked up like it is, <laughs> really, we've uh, we're definitely deep down the road of writing ah, full length right now. Awesome. So yeah, <laughs> um, so hopefully. Fingers crossed. Right. It won't be too long in the future. So, wow. I mean, yeah, we just, we love writing as well. Like, that's like even more than playing live. I think writing is like the ultimate gratifying thing in music. And, and so, it, whether or not we just finished recording in the studio, <laughs> we're probably going to come back and just write some more music. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty so. amazing. I mean, when you're doing that writing process, how often do you, you know, toss aside a song? What is the process for that? Do you say, hey, we'll come back to this later and we'll retune? Or do you normally write tons of songs? You're just like, these are all great. We're just going to choose these, you know, seven for this right. for right now. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say. Um, so most of the songs that end up getting written, we use uh, almost all of them. There have only been a couple. We've We've tossed one or two, but we've also shelved some. So like. Uh, originally actually in the wake of our discord had some different tracks on it that ah. we actually shelved okay. and then wrote some new songs. And one of those new songs was Dana Mon. Ah. Um, the final track. Yeah. yeah. So amazing. That originally wasn't going to be on the record and uh, we kind of like discussed it and, and thought that the original other track that was supposed to be on there didn't really fit. Mm -hmm. So we decided, okay, write something else. And then that out came that song. So, um, yeah, but, uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're deep into to, to writing something right now and we have a lot of tracks to go off of, Yeah. but, uh, yeah, here and there, there will be some, and, you know, like I said, even though I write almost all the music and all the riffs and stuff, mm -hmm. when I bring the songs to everybody, there will always be parts where, and I'll admit it, there'll be a few where though everyone will be like, okay, Joe, this is too over the top, too technical, <laughs> too like metal-esque or something. And sure. they'll tell me to reel it back. And so I'll write a different part for that section and, you know, <laughs> get everybody to be on board with it. So that happens here or there as well. So, but uh, for the most part, I, I you know, uh, usually everybody's pretty happy with everything. So Wow. Well, I can, I can definitely say that people are going to be very excited to hear that there may already be things in the works because really, I mean, I shouldn't have even technically even asked that question because you just had in the wake of our discord. Come I know out it's been January. out for less than a month. <laughs> right. like, yeah. But I, you know, um, it's, it's something I, I can't usually help from talking about oh, either sure. because it always gets me excited just thinking about it. So. Yeah. And everyone else too. Yeah. That's pretty damn amazing. So yeah, everyone's definitely going to be looking forward to that. So let me now kind of skew this a little bit because I got a lot of music questions answered that I really wanted. I did want to ask you just about yourself in general. Like I mentioned off air, I have, you know, Ian hates movies and we talk movies. Is there anything that fills up your time besides practicing guitar, you know, almost 24 hours a day, I'm sure? 
are you a movie fan, a TV show fan, books, anything that you like to do, like sports related or anything? Um, I'm not a sports guy personally. Um, I do love good film. I love good uh, shows. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, uh, not that I have much time for it anymore, but I, I'm kind of a nerd too. So I, I like to get down on some nerdy stuff like Magic the Gathering and <laughs> right. stuff like that. Uh, even though I haven't played in years now, right. but um, yeah, uh, I, I like stuff like that. Um, yeah, any uh, TV shows, especially really good dramas, anything really HBO. Oh, sure. <laughs> I love it. Game yep. of Thrones, all that. Um, yeah, but that's a uh, that's about all, all I get to, or maybe. <laughs> for video games, uh, occasionally, uh, fallout. <laughs> Let me ask you actually on that because I did not finish the last one. The last one was supposed to take place in Boston and, you know, or surroundings or whatever. Did you end uh -huh. up finishing that one? Yeah, I did. Um, and yeah, I put, <laughs> I probably got like, uh, shit over a hundred hours. Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Yeah. My build got overpowered at one point. But, oh, wow. uh, yeah. Great game. Great game. <laughs> Yeah, so you actually did like, you know, I know Fallout doesn't really do like crazy endings and everything, but you enjoyed your time through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to go back to that. It's the same. I mean, it's just like what you were talking about. You're probably even more busy than me. When I look at video games, I still haven't finished Final Fantasy 15 yet. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to be a huge fan of Final Fantasy. I haven't played any of the more recent ones just because yeah. I don't have PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy. Oh, okay, but, gotcha. Uh, I used I used to play all the Final Fantasy. Well, from from six, seven, eight, nine, ten, all that whole era. PlayStation one and two. That was my shit. I mean, right there, you just named all the best ones. <laughs> yeah, no, they are for sure. <laughs> oh, and fi wait, Final Fantasy Tactics. That oh yeah, yeah. Best one. <laughs> oh yeah, especially if you're playing like Magic the Gathering, and I'm assuming maybe other board games as well. Yeah, and honestly, we we kind of get down on that together as a band too. Oh, okay. uh, Settlers of Catan, ah, uh, Risk, sure. shit like that. You know, um, definitely into that. Will you try and get Idola to play some of those games with you? Um, well, actually, on tour, we don't usually bring too many games because we don't end up finding too much time to play them. Honestly, ah, like sure. we did the first two tours, but then it's like there's usually not like space and it's hard at like venues right. like and there's the vans driving and moving that sucks too, right, right. So, <laughs> you know no that's yeah. very true that's very true well i very much enjoy that conversation and i think we're all good for now so what i want to do is let you know that i'm going to have links in the description of the episode so that everyone can find everything capstan so that everyone can go out and buy in the wake of our Discord, buy your merch, make sure they see you on tour. But for right now, what is the best way to support you and Capstan? Um, just uh, come to shows. We'll be out on the road. We'll be everywhere. Just come see us and come hang out. We'd love to see you and just make a connection with you, whoever you are. If you like our music, we're there. We want to talk to you. So Awesome. And let me you know, state for the record, you know, if I hadn't said it already before, I think I said it on Ian Hates Music, but in the wake of our Discord is already on the list of best albums for 2018. I was thoroughly blown away by how amazing it is. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. I wish you the best in touring, and I hope that you make it to Boston sometime. <laughs> me too. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Well, I'm
Wow. Just another great track there. That was consumed off Capstan's previous release, Cultural Divide. Thanks so much to Joe for coming on the show. Can't wait to speak to him again, especially knowing there's new music on the horizon even so soon. That's just awesome. Also, a big thanks to Andrew for helping me set all of this up. Much appreciated. Make sure to support Capstan by following the links in the description of the episode. And if you liked what you heard, you can support Ian Hates through all the other links in the description of the episode. Don't forget to pick up in the wake of our Discord and go see Capstan live. They're out right now with Idola. You know that's going to be an awesome show. Don't miss out. All right, time to wrap this up. I'm going to leave you with another great Capstan song. Once again, this is off of In the Wake of Our Discord. Here's Elysian Fields. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.